another episode of yes. our podcast. Flop Squad. The Flop Squad. And uh, today, we got a special guest with us. Yes, we do. We've got a special edition mm-hmm. of The Flop Squad. Yes. Um, and I want to <laughs> introduce to you my friend. An inspiration to me. One of the funniest guys I know. <laughs> Literally in the game. Um, but also one of the most genuine, one of the most like valued, principled individuals I've ever met um, in the sector that he's in. Um, but I'm going to stop before his head gets too big. Yeah. Because it's none we other than <laughs> Nabil. Nabil Abdel Bashir. All right. All right. I'm good. I'm Welcome. good. Yeah. You're actually yeah. our first guest on this podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you are. Oh. The first. No pressure. No pressure at all. No pressure. <laughs> Yeah, the next one after this has to be good now, cause you can't like you have to. Yeah, well, exactly. We started on a high. We've got to, we've got to, got to find mm. the next, next, next big thing. Mm. <laughs> Lenny Henry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna say. Um, not gonna say nothing. <laughs> He's like, don't test me. <laughs> He's like, she's oh, yeah. she doing that. <laughs> nah, it's honestly yeah. great to have you on. But like. So the thing is with this podcast is, yeah, that like me and Nadia talk about just everyday things, mm-hmm. right? And, 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 and I think the thing is like people don't talk enough about just the reality of like how we navigate life, the yeah. things we experience. Um, but like the interesting thing for you is that like you have remained the person that I met years ago, like performing in like a basement with, 50 different people in that room do you know what I mean cracking jokes cussing the very people in front of you <laughs> that paid a ticket to come see you do you know what I mean but you remain that guy you've remained just Nabil like I've never seen you as like oh Nabil he's a big shot now I can't talk to him I can't hit him up right you've yeah. always you remain that person and I think actually like a lot of people struggle with that and I thought actually we've never really gone into it we've never spoken about like how did you navigate that like how did you I mean like even figure out like okay you know what I'm 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 been catapulted into a huge position from like the grind and where I started to 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 where you are today. Because you are a big name. How do you maintain name? the Less. real? Yeah, I, you know what? I don't see myself as anything. And like, it's weird, right? Because like, obviously I'm not going to pretend I, I don't know that there's a huge change in my life and, 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 and certain aspects of my life have changed tremendously but you know the, the same way I've had highs I've had lows like I've fallen hard I've made mistakes I've been in horrible positions in life as well and in those situations I was still me mm. so I kind of you know obviously my faith alhamdulillah I'm a proud Muslim I, my faith plays a strong role in in how I perceive myself and I mm. think what I've learned is that nothing no condition is permanent except Mm. death so you know there's no point like there's no point changing how you treat what's weird is people have changed towards me yeah Yeah. people people change towards you real quick when they feel that you're not where they want you to be like Mm -hmm. you know i realize now a lot of people are only used to seeing you in one position so like i mean you'll see this in day-to-day life it doesn't have to be something as nuts as like what i've been through but like in certain situations, like if you talk to someone who used to be really fat and then they lost weight, mm-hmm. people treat them different. Yeah, if yeah. you talk to someone that's always been single and now they're in a relationship, 
Yeah. People treat them different. Yeah. If you, it, 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 people like to like put other people in a box, yeah. mm-hmm. in you know, in their friend circle and whatnot. And then when you move out of that box they put you in, yeah. they're not comfortable because they don't relate to you as a person. They relate to you as an accessory in their life. Because they yeah. they have like the expectation of who you are, what you come with, and so when you don't meet that. They've got an issue with Things it. Yeah. Change. And that's yeah. on them. That's not that's not on you. Exactly. That's true. And you think you did that as well? Big time. I um, you know, like I haven't changed my number mm-hmm. um in like the last what? Ever. Like the same number. <laughs> You're my yeah. witness. It's the exact same number, yeah. exact same, you know. I haven't changed anything, right? But it's a little bit harder to, harder to get hold of. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot busy. Him. I'm a lot busier. I'm, you, I'm the same. I can't even. I can't yeah. even front. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm. I'm a lot busier. You know, I do have two kids. Like in between all this mad stuff, I do. I'm a dad as well. I'm a husband as well. Yeah. So you know, it, that's true. You know, I try my best. Um, I try my best in every sphere of my life. But obviously, mm-hmm. there's some priorities like my family and my faith come first. You know. Yeah. But like, I've just found that with certain friends or people that used to be friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people have changed big time. People um, now want to create a story. Like, they want to argue with you for no reason. Yeah. Or, like, they want to pretend that you have changed when you haven't. Mm-hmm. Or they're not used to you being in certain positions. So yeah. they go out of their way to do things to try and bring you down. Yeah. Just to show people a see. He's not all that. Yeah. You know, and it's weird because you realize they're doing that because they're inadequate within themselves. Yeah. It's nothing to do with you. But yeah. how, how have you dealt with that, like, personally? I mean, you know, um, we have a saying in my culture, so whatever, whenever something happens between you and someone, mm-hmm. always think about your previous relationship with them. Okay. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so at first, when things happen, I always try to repair relationships. I always try to maintain them and address them like a grown man. Yeah. yeah. But then we have a second saying, which is, Sabo de Kaji. Which means no matter how long you have a chicken in your farm, uh-huh. when it's time to eat, you eat. <laughs> so like, there's a certain <laughs> level of disrespect yeah, that yeah. once someone takes it, I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, there's one of two or three ways we'll deal with yeah. it, yeah. and unfortunately, it has come to that with a couple of people. Um, I won't go into too much detail, but certain people, you know, like you gave them a chance, you you do things for them, and then. Mm-hmm. You even go out of your way to try and let them know that, no, eh, there's no difference. I'm still here and they're yeah. still trying to violate. So yeah. you, you have to, because your mental health is important. I, mm-hmm. I've never been a people pleaser. And this is something I'm trying to drill into my kids as well. Yeah. Um, I'm not a nice guy. Like I'm a principled man. Mm-hmm. I'm not nice. I'm nice. Like when you teach someone to be nice, like when you teach your children to be nice, what you're doing is you're grooming them to be exploited. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're nice. If you, allow, we, you allow them to. Accept disrespect. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. people think that, oh, just be nice. Oh, someone slaps you. Just be, oh, your hands are so soft. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your hands are so soft. No, no. <laughs> no. I'm no, like, I, I'm not nice. Like, I'm principled. When people treat me with respect, I treat them with respect. When people show up for me, I show up for them. Yeah. That's me. And, like, I don't care who you are, except maybe you're the devil. If you like me, <laughs> I like you. Yeah. yeah. Period. So, mm-hmm. I teach my kids that. Like, I teach my kids to be good to people. Um, to be kind to people where possible. Mm-hmm. But if people disrespect, yeah. if people try to hurt you, defend yourself, protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's being principled. That's not being nice. So I'm not a nice guy. 
people do things and then they'll say, oh, sorry, I've been through a lot. My life is trauma by definition. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've come out of it a balanced person most of the time. <laughs> you know? So I don't tolerate that from other people and, and I don't understand why people always expect... You would allow yourself to tolerate that. Yeah. yeah. And then people expect you to, to be the bigger person. person. The more. Nah, nah, none of that. There's yeah. a level where it gets to where, 100%. you know... But is there a point where like that expectation, though, affects the way you react? Because I've been in situations where I feel like I've, ex- I've expected myself to be bigger and better, right? And then, and then you put yourself in that situation where, like, actually, they're being ignorant, but I should be doing better. Yeah, I you mean, you, you have to, you, you know, every situation is different. No. Right? So, for example, now, there's certain, <laughs> there's certain things I can't do now that are within my nature, but I can't do because I have a lot to lose. Yeah. Right? Without going into That's detail. deep. Yeah, the, I have a lot to lose. And the people that, forget about me. Mm-hmm. The people that need me to be in certain positions, yeah. those who depend on me, it's a disservice to them if I lose what I have and I am currently gaining. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, it's a disservice to them. Do you think that kind of like... But like you're talk- that's literally a responsibility though. Yeah. It's like a big responsibility taking, taking yeah. that on yeah. and knowing that like these are things that I would have done that's within my nature, but I'm not going to do it mm-hmm. because it doesn't serve the purpose that I need. Yeah. yeah. So in those situations, yeah, when so pragmatically and practically, tangibly, if, I, if, if, I, if, if it's going to lose me something or, or put people that I love in a bad situation then that's what I consider. Yeah. But in terms of, oh, just be the bigger... Pe- no, I'm petty. I'm very... You, you know this. I'm very petty. Listen, like, if you do something... When I was a kid... I've seen this in action. Yeah, yeah I'm still... Like, like, when I was a kid, if you hit... If, if, let's say, like, before summer break, a kid hit me, and I didn't get hit them back, at night I'll be shaking. <laughs> when I catch that guy. And then, once the summer break was over, as soon as I saw that person... The first thing I greeted them with is a slap. Because on principle, I had to get, it's do me, do do you. Wait, do me, I do you, God, no yeah. vex. Like, yeah. <laughs> I revenge is something. That is legit. I love payback. I love it. So <laughs> this one of be the bigger person. No, no. Mm-mm. If I can't reach you, if my hands can't reach you, then I leave you to God. Yeah. But if my hands can reach, I have to do something. <laughs> I have to do something. Just maybe not something that will get me in trouble. Yeah, yeah. But I have to. You know, I don't believe in this thing of, oh, you know, I'm a bigger person and, you know. I mean, do you know what it is? People. No, I hate people. Like, but like, do you know? I hate them. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> No, don't need I to love hit. it. Okay, you need to, you need to calm down. No, no, need, no. I love it. I can't hate you. I love it. I can't hate you. I hate you. <laughs> From a distance. No, I respect that. I respect that. I respect that. Do you know what? I, fi- I think for me, I had, I'm very much similar in that sense, right? Like, I, I, I <laughs> like, I would, like, school, like, I was the kind of person, we had, we spoke yeah. about like, mm-hmm. if anyone, like, disrespected me, mm-hmm. I would show you disrespect back, probably mm-hmm. 10 times fold, so you yeah. never do it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was me, but like, now, I feel like, when somebody like disrespects me, I don't show them the same disrespect. I just remove myself from that. Like, like, like I, I let them know how irrelevant they are to me, that what they have to say or how they felt like they're disrespecting me ain't disrespecting me. They yeah. just, they're just an idiot for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, obviously. So I, I, feel feel like, I feel like there's like, I think you navigate things in different ways. Yeah, yeah I mean, it depends every situation who you're dealing is different. With as well. It depends who you're dealing with. Because like, I have moments that I'm like, 
be a bigger person. But like you said, those moments where you can do something without being obvious about it, but you did it. And then sometimes they don't even realize it was you, but it was done. And that made you feel good. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I had I've that. done that recently. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like, I've been there and done that. It's, yeah, because it I, I get though. it. Because like, you don't have to be like, you don't have to be in anyone's face. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> Just small things. Uh, yeah, like, exactly. There's this guy that was always talking shit on Twitter. Right? There's this group, you know. <laughs> this guy that was always talking shit on Twitter. Now, I can't say the things I want to say to him now. Because obviously I don't, I'm not trying to get cancelled or, <laughs> but I feel them. So what I done is I just, just went on man's account and just just started reporting tweets from five years ago. Just, just you reporting, oh, you said, let me reporting know. tweets, report. And this is one of them man that Your, lives on Twitter. Feel like the Daily Mail at this rate. Yeah, 100%. absolutely. One hundred percent. And there's a group of about twelve of them that like when I was on BGT, flipping. They were trying to sell stories about me to the Daily Mail. Yeah. They were posting stuff, screenshots of things that were out of context that I'd said to people, you know, like, you know Hamdi, Hamdi Jama. So one time me and him had like a Nigeria versus Somalia roasting session on Twitter. So they were just posting what I was saying, but not the context and the fact that it was all jokes. Yeah. yeah. And you know how like right now with the diaspora wars and all this stuff, just luckily for me, when they tried to like do that, there were so many someone's like, nah, 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 Nabil's nah, cool. We know Nabil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, know? yeah. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, but some people still thought it was for so long. What I done? Just, just, like, there's a group of about 12 of these people uh-huh. on Twitter. I just started reporting their accounts every day. Then I go on of my friends to report their accounts too. Every day we'll just report it. And then after, like, a few months, I saw such and such person has been one by one. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> like, like, <being> removed. <laughs> and these are people that had amassed it's followings and Yeah. See, that's a small thing. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm like It felt it felt good. Yeah, especially because they're gonna see the tweets. Yeah. I got them. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of them were about me. So I'm like, yeah, that, that's a small yeah. victory. Things, you're right. And I did that because I hate them. Because if you hate me, I hate you too. Yeah. Not in a way that consumes me, no. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the same way, like, when I do things, I think about those who are proud of me and support mm-hmm. me. I also like annoying people who don't like me. Yeah, I don't, of I, course. I, I love that. Like, if you don't like me, if you want me to do badly, mm-hmm. you're waiting for me to fail, I will remind you that it's not happened yet. Yeah. You know? So, like, there yeah. was this one guy that tweeted, that, oh, this guy is going to fade into obscurity and we're never going to see him on our TV screens again. Every time I do something... If I remember that tweet, I go and subtweet the tweet. Hey, big head. <laughs> and I put a link. <laughs> Still on your TV screen. <laughs> hey, hey, big head. <laughs> like, but like in your face. Oh, now, is that petty? Yes. Absolutely. But is it holding me back? No. No. Is it entertaining? Right. Yes. yes. So that's why I say I don't believe... And it's believe... so on brand for you because you're a comedian. This is yeah, exactly. Yeah, people ex- exactly. Probably like, yeah, won't yeah. be surprised if it happens. Yeah, absolutely. You know, man, one of them said, I hope... I think you want to do is be a roasted by comedian as well. Oh, man. I mean, I don't do it as much as I used to. You, you, you remember what I was like before. Now I don't have the time, but... Yeah, I used to worry about your social media. <laughs> like, I remember. Because remember when you hit me up, you told me you're going to be on uh, BGT, like... Like before it was like you were like it's it's coming like heads up just just be, be real. I was very excited and then I said bro <laughs> your social media is problematic have you done anything <laughs> I did said everything I started doing it months in advance because of what I went through right my immediate response was like you need to delete 
Everything. distance on the internet. Yo, and did you see some of these people I'm talking about, right? And from our own community as yeah, well, Muslims as well. They were like, oh, I see his deleted or his offensive tweets. I'm like, <laughs> you know that I cried laughing when I read that. I'm like, you know, you, you actually were going to go out of your way. Like, yeah. This is yeah. what I mean. Like, I haven't done anything personally to these people. They yeah. start on me, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. get roasted. Then they get upset about the roasting the they ro- receive. Yeah. Like, that's how upset you are by seeing someone do something. Mm-hmm. What I did benefited all of us one way or another. Representation, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Whether you like me or not. No, but these people are such haters that they still wanted to look for a way to... To bring it Literally, up. like, I mean, the first, clearly the first thing they did was that they're like, they went on the social media be like, what can I find on this guy? Oh, he deleted everything. Oh, I see, he's deleted How? Why did he delete everything? And it was like, you were actually just plotting and planning on how to destroy him before he's even like got into the, you know, like the, the positions, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, what, why, yeah. why, why consume yourself with that level of hate? Yeah, and that is ridiculous. And, and then they're the same people that will complain that there's not enough representation uh, on mm-hmm. TV. There's uh, not enough representation on radio. Yeah. Make it make sense. Yeah. You know? But, um, we need yeah. Muslim representation, not that kind of Muslim. Yeah. <laughs> not that kind. Not no, that no, kind no, of Muslim. No, no, no. But we do need Muslim representation. Yeah. You know what? I was at a conference recently, and bro, I was fuming because like it was a Islamophobia conference, and it was like the Asian community, Islamophobia, the Asian community. It's like, bro, what the hell? Like, I am literally a black Muslim in front of you, and you're talking about the Asian community as if it's yeah. synonymous to Islam. Yeah, all Asians are Muslim, and all Muslims are yeah. Asians. Exactly. Are we like, are we not over this? And in a way, racializing Islam makes Islamophobia worse. So makes Islamophobia yeah. so much worse because, like, you know, I just did a panel. You know, I just did a panel for Channel Four. And it will be out probably, I think, the end of this month, mm-hmm. talking about um, the issues surrounding Muslim representation mm. on mainstream media. And I was like, look, you take the worst aspects, not even the nice ones, mm-hmm. the worst aspects of South Asian culture yeah. that like actually do a disservice to the rest of the culture yeah. and then present it as Islam when it has nothing to do with Islam. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like you've got... I think about 80% of the Muslims you see on your TV screen, Muslim characters, are played by non-Muslims. Most of the dialogue is written by Mm non-Muslims. And it's been made easy for that to happen because they've made it an Asian thing, right? So a Sikh guy, not that I have a problem with Sikhs or Hindus, but like just a person from an Asian home that isn't Muslim, that even hates Muslims, can still sit down and say, yeah, yeah, I can write that. And it's normalized now. Mm -hmm. And these guys know that this is a problem, but still repeat the same thing. Again and yeah, again like, and again. And yeah, again. yeah it's, it's frustrating. And, and honestly, like, like within, within the realms of politics, like, I feel like it's like again and again and again, like, for years. And, I mean, I think, let's acknowledge the fact that, like, yes, the biggest Muslim population in this country is the Asian community, mm-hmm. right? That's true. But... Their experiences are very different to ours, yep. right? And I think the Asian community play a really big part, by the way, in normalizing Islamophobia being synonymous to Asians, mm-hmm. right? And Islam as a, as a religion being synonymous. I still remember going to primary school, right? And then and when I started wearing the hijab, people being like, why are you wearing the hijab? When did you become a Pakistani? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. To them, like you had to be like Asian to be Muslim. Shagufta. Legit. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you're, just, you're a black kid. Like, <laughs> why are you wearing the hijab, bro? You. But wait, hold on. You're not Pakistani. 
But I don't crisis. <laughs> since that since that moment, I've been asking myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it's real. But now, on a serious, it was it was like it was the dumbest thing to me. But to them, it made sense. And it was like, what? Why are you? You're not Asian. Like, why are you wearing a hijab? Like, what? It's like I'm Muslim. Yeah, but like, how? Why? Um, even within the Muslim community, I've I know of people who have prayed salah in the mosque, and then someone turned and said, "Are you Muslim?" What the fuck? What does it? No, I mean, I'm clearly a Seven I'm Day Adventist. <laughs> what kind of? <laughs> I'm clearly a Jehovah's Witness. Is that not obvious? Yo, I decided to turn up to the masjid and do a bit of yoga with you. Oh like, what the hell? God, you know, and and this that's the thing. So, oh, do now, you, you often you often get asked when did you revert? Yes. When did you revert? Yep, yep. When did you revert to Islam? <laughs> what, what was the name of the prison you reverted in? Um, <laughs> prison. <laughs> Actually, so true. <laughs> oh my god! I'm like, shut up, man. <laughs> I become Muslim in prison. I was Muslim before I went to prison. You know? But these guys, no, it, it, there, there's a lot of pathologies and stereotypes, and oh, yeah. you know, and unfortunately, like because they've been around for so long, people don't know any better. Mm-hmm. And when you speak about it, people get defensive. So, like, yeah. you know, people don't understand. We do have, the, even though we have the same faith. We all have our different issues and problems, right? We all do. Yeah. And like, for example, if you're a black Muslim trying to get married in the UK, it's tough, mm. right? Um, Muzmatch, I know, well, they're now Muzapp. I know the guy that started the company. Okay. They put up something. They wanted to do an all-black uh, networking day for black Muslim singles, mm. right? And, you know, certain pockets of the Muslim community came out in force. Oh, this is racist. This is racist. Why are they having a black Muslim? I'm like, we know the pocket. What if we had an Asian only yep. uh, mar- uh, marriage event? I said, but you already do. Um. Marriage bureau, that's how many of your parents met. <laughs> like, w- you know, there's one in Salto. Yeah. There's one. Like, there's nothing. I'm like, why is it when other communities do this stuff? Right. It's fine. Yeah. But whenever black people do something for ourselves, everybody gets upset. Literally, on mm-hmm. our What is it about us that scares people so much that whenever... Oh, like, for example... You um, you complain about something like you say, oh, like I'm someone that cause um, there's a lot of religious um, uh, events held by charities. I perform at a lot of Muslim charity events. Well, I used to. <laughs> yeah, you used to. <laughs> I, I was about used to say. To. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day. So like, you know, there'd be you know 99.9% Pakistani. Yeah. Then maybe there'll be like the one Bengali guy, <laughs> and then there'll be like the Somali guy that got there because he's lost, and that's it. Right, and I'm like, look, these events don't cater to other, you know, I used to say this to the big organizations that held these events, that these events don't cater to other communities, you don't market to other communities, and these guys are going to turn around and say to me, like, oh, well, you know, at the end of the day, we're the majority, so, like, if you guys want to have events, go have your own for your own community. Yeah. Black people said, okay, cool, start having Black Eid events, Black, oh, brother, that's racist. Bro, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Make up your mind. You tell us. You tell us our events aren't inclusive. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you just it's it's like you're, you're not serving the community. So like, when we do something for ourselves, you feel attacked. You feel some type of way. But like not realizing that they like the reality is yeah, Asian Muslims hold a monopoly on a lot of different spaces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so like when we tr- even try to attempt starting something up. You're it's attacked. It's right? a threat. Hundred percent. And it's like it's a knee jerk reaction. And I think a lot of this you know, without going too deep, is embedded in the fact that the dominant society generally has made blackness something bad. Yeah. So, like, when you hear a black weather, 
people don't even hear it with their logic. They hear it with their emotions. Mm -hmm. So they think, oh my goodness, they're going to have Farrakhan there. They're going to be doing the dancing. and the, it's like They don't just think, like, if there's an Afghan cultural center in Norbury, there's a Turkish cultural center in Shoreditch, why can't we have a Nigerian Muslim center? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, oh, but, you know, it's division. No, do you speak Hausa? Do you speak Yoruba? Oh. No. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe during Iftar, there's some revert Muslims that want to eat Nigerian food. Yeah. Not just have biryani every day. I love biryani. Actually, I don't prefer palau. But like, you know, like maybe there's people that think that halal food can only be one set one of set. cultures. There's people... people do people ever tell you like, oh, you hate Asians? You hate Asians? Yeah, people tell me I hate Asians all the time. And you remind them you married one. Yeah, that's how much I hate them. I married one <laughs> to just annoy her for the rest of her life. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You know, but I mean, even if I wasn't married to an Asian, right? Because I, I, in theory, I could be racist and marry an Asian. Yeah. I mm -hmm. just think, why is it when I do the things that you do, automatically I'm racist? Mm. Why is it that when I want the same things that you have, auto or like when I just state the truth? Because yeah. mm -hmm. like, there's so many examples I can give. It, it's, you know when there's too many of something yeah. Yeah. that it becomes too hard to give an example? Mm -hmm. yeah. like, I'll give you another example. Al-Buruj uh, Press is a Muslim yeah. news outlet. They fancy themselves as that they're pretty much just a Muslim gossip blog. I remember there was a video, uh, I think, in Manchester, hmm. either not Liverpool, because that's where there's Yemenis, of some Yemeni and Somali girls being attacked by three or four grown English adults, okay. right? And Al Baruch Press put up, yeah, this is the problem. These youth behaving like road men and this that, and the other. And I said, what from this video do you, do you see that gives you the impression that somebody is a road man? And the story came out that it was a Somali girl that was being attacked because she's wearing hijab by these three English adults, one woman and two men. I said, so because you've seen a black person being attacked, you automatically assume it's their fault. Mm -hmm. They blocked me and they took down the link, but they did not apologize for saying that. Yeah. Yeah. We had that um, guy that exposed Abu Ibrahim in Birmingham a while back that um, went on the street and told people, brothers, please. Talk, talk, talk like decent people. Stop talking like you're black because Allah loves decency and he hates and he stopped himself. This was a Pakistani guy. Oh, wow. And I'm like... Yeah, I might be surprised by this. Yeah, like, basically, and the video still, like, went viral, went on Al Jazeera because... Uh, did I mention that my brother-in-law works with Al Jazeera? Anyway, so <laughs> the, the somehow no, this video didn't. made it on Al Jazeera. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I'm petty. <laughs> You know, and then these people all started attacking me for her. Because I'm like, what I said is this. How can you, how can you blame drug dealing? Yeah. Like, he's like, you know, because he went on the street and said, oh, he was giving advice to these youth because they were talking like Tupac and Biggie. And I'm like, first of all, Tupac was very, very eloquent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was. Tupac was a very well-spoken guy when he wasn't angry or playing up for the cameras, one. Yeah. His work is still being studied in universities today. Mm -hmm. Two, this was in Birmingham. Nobody in Birmingham sounds like Tupac. Nobody <laughs> sounds coherent in Birmingham. Exactly. <laughs> Jamin. And then <laughs> three is that whenever, like this is something that, you know, my wife will tell you as well. Mm. You know, when a lot of Asians, like particularly Pakistanis, see um, their son acting like a thug, they'll say he's acting like a kala. He's acting like a black person. Yeah. But if he's selling drugs, he's acting like a kala, kala, dikam, mm. whatever. Mm. But it's like, Aren't there drug dealers in Pakistan? There is. Aren't there, like, where does heroin mm -hmm. grow? Where does opium grow? Mm. 
you know, like, I'm not saying that they're all bad or that they're all good. I'm saying yeah. if the biggest, like the FBI, the CIA, on their list of the world's biggest gangsters, I think number two is a South Asian man mm -hmm. of Pakistani heritage, right? Mm -hmm. Nigeria is lower down on that list, a Nigerian guy, right? I'm not saying that black people can't be criminals or that we mm -hmm. don't have our problems. But what I don't like is this thing in the Muslim community where they blame... Uh, any, like, they find new ways. Mm -hmm. Like, there's new codes for black, like, oh, the youth. They're talking about black people. Oh, well, yeah, oh you know this new culture? They're talking about black people. Oh, you know the music? They're talking about black people, <laughs> right? But it's like, you know, there's gangsters in Pakistan. Yeah. Real gangsters. They make you know the ones here look like Boy Scouts. I think, I think, yeah. I think, yeah. I think it's um, proximity to whiteness, though. Like, the, the, the yes. is, yeah. It's, it's not even about, um, it's about them not even understanding that like, they're playing into the racial stereotypes, right? That mm -hmm. society has Yes, been, right? because they're the same people tomorrow that when they get called something... What's more dangerous, though, is to use Islam. Yeah. To yeah. master. That's... Now, think about this. If there was a revert black guy on the street that day mm -hmm. and he heard what that dude was saying, mm -hmm. he would think, oh... Is this what I need to be... So, so now you have to, to be a good Muslim... You have to change the way you talk. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I see stuff like this and, you know, I'm very protective of our faith and I'm very protective of my mm -hmm. culture. Yep. And I'll respond to it and then people will say, oh, he's racist. No, I'm not. I'm just responding to what I see. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'm just responding to what I see. I appreciate. I'm the first to call out foolishness among black people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, it's frustrating. And, and you know, because I gained a bit of a reputation for doing that sort of thing, um, you know, and like yeah, I come so. with facts. I don't use my opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, on this day in on this year, this yeah. happened and that happened and this happened, and you can't lie to me. So like, you know, especially like at the time, lawyers would attack me, would say that I was anti-Asian, but I'm like, no. How am I anti for just stating that, you know, th this is a problem? How am I anti for stating that life is hard for mm -hmm. black revets? How am I anti for stating that? Black Muslims should have events that cater to them if they make. How am I anti? Yeah. You know? Um, and the thing is, no other minority gets that kind of reaction. No. If you had an event for Chinese Muslims, everybody would say, mashallah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Maybe we can make some halal chow mein. You know? <laughs> like, nobody has a problem with that. But as soon as black people. <laughs> and then when you talk about this stuff, they start saying, oh, you're, you're NOI. Or you're, there's just like so much insecurity. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that comes from media. And that's why I feel it's yeah. important for more of us to be in media. Mm -hmm. and so on to help re-educate people because like America is far ahead of us way ahead and they still have these problems yeah so that shows you how much work we have to do here and that's what I'm trying to do but it's hard man how do you think like that affects the way you deal with your girls compared to like how you Being how you wish you deal but how you have to deal because of what you, you know see what, actually, and what you because actually thinking about it your girls are black and Asian yeah, right. Exactly. So, but they'll be racialized as black for the rest mm -hmm. of their lives. Yeah, like, yeah. The they, they already yeah. see themselves primarily as black. Yeah. Like they'll say, my mommy is from Pakistan, my daddy's from Nigeria. We're half Nigerian, we're half Pakistani, but we're black. Yeah. That, I didn't teach them that. That's what they see because, like, with us, I, I don't know. We have Africa as a continent mm -hmm. is the most racially diverse continent on earth in terms of phenotypes. Yeah. Life began in Africa. Every an African can have every kind of person, every yeah. possible feature. An African can give birth to a blonde person with blue eyes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's an island full of black people with blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah. That aren't mixed. 
An African can give birth to a light-skinned person, a dark-skinned person, whatever. No other group of people can produce that many. So because we can produce that many, what happens is we're also accepting mm-hmm. of that many. That, yeah. I'm not saying there's no racism in Africa or, or wherever. Yeah. It happens. Mm-hmm. No. But like, have you heard that story of that Ghanaian man that killed his daughter for marrying an Asian? No. no. Neither have I. <laughs> so, you know, like, that, that's the difference. We're, we're, we're accepting. Like, black yeah. music, everybody does black music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I can name you a Chinese rapper, a Jewish rapper, yeah. a white rapper. Name one Nigerian Bangra musician. Name one Nigerian Bulgarian folk musician. Other cultures don't welcome people as much as black people welcome. People yeah. take from us and expand. And I say us because I count black Americans too. Yeah. Like anything that's black is very open for anyone to borrow from. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we don't mind claiming somebody as black, black if they have a bit of black in them. Whereas, do I think that if my daughters went to Pakistan with their Afros, they'd be welcome? And I'm aware that there mm-hmm. are people in Pakistan that are black. Mm. Yeah. But how are they treated? Right? So it's like, because of that, you know, even my wife says, look, if they see themselves as black, that's what they are. Like, mm-hmm. we, can't, we can't force the other identity on them. No. Yeah. They still speak both our languages to them. Mm-hmm. They eat food from both cultures. They're proud of both cultures. But like, even in the way I raise my kids, mm-hmm. I've had to make them aware of what racism is. Yeah. From early. You know yeah. what? I think I think for me, had like to. thinking about my like future when I get married and have kids, I think I'm 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 overly conscious about marrying into a different culture mm-hmm. because especially if my kids are going to be racialized and not feel like they are they're going to be welcome. welcome. For that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I think yeah. that's that's something that you think about, I think about quite often actually because in the sense of like like even within the black community, right? We have approximate whiteness when we talk about like skin color. Mm-hmm. I was dark skin yeah. compared to my siblings, right? Yeah. And I would always be told, you're pretty for a, for a, for a dark skin, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so like, and if that's within Somali community, right? Imagine then marrying somebody from a completely different culture, right? An Arab, an Asian, right? Where the reality is they have like internalized racism. Like yeah. I have chosen to go into that, but my kids haven't. My kids haven't chosen to go into that consistent hostile environments, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what worries me. Like, and, I, and, I, and so like, actually knowing you before, I think, I think like, you're one of those people that I would think like would never marry outside of your culture. <laughs> like you're just so Nigerian. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about you is Nigerian, do you know what I mean? I don't think he even thought he would do it. Nah, <laughs> no, until it happened. No, I didn't. Not until it happened. Not until it happened. I was like, chai. <laughs> it's true what they say, you know. It's true. It's true what they say. You can't. You don't control who you fall in love with. Yeah. No, you don't. And you that's don't. why I vowed that the next three have to be black because. <laughs> <laughs> no, stay with your chest. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Um, I'm. I don't have a problem with people marrying outside their culture. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Just know what you're preparing for. So that's like, what it is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, there's a lot of people that just think, oh, you know, we'll live on love and yeah. just open your if chakras. If I just love him. <laughs> <laughs> just open your wins. chakras. It's like, no. Love, like, it? love conquers all. Oh, Allow oh, it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, it doesn't. Can you feel the piaria? No. Um, <laughs> you have to You have to be realistic, man. Like, <laughs> with, with my kids, like, my, my, my daughter, like, I've, I've raised them very militantly 
aware of their culture and who they are. Yeah. And so I was saying, isn't that too soon? But look, it didn't take long for my daughter, her first year of school, for some kids to tell her, oh, black people aren't allowed into my house because oh. they're thieves. The girl said that to my daughter. Mm. How did you do it? They're like, kids are on Because, <laughs> like, my family is <laughs> mixed race. Like, there's a lot I of I would mix. never have guessed. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, my cousin... He's dark compared to all his siblings. Mm. And my auntie with him, she's very like, you're different. What's your so uh, therefore Angola and Portuguese. Fala Portuguese. Tudo bem. I to ask. I just got back from Portugal. So I, oh, did you? I, I had a feeling that you were Portuguese, but I wasn't. <laughs> tell you know me. Tell me. Tell me. What she's is one it? of those, right? I feel like contextually, like, she's one of those where like. You wouldn't like, be able to the, tell. The Angolan, I, I no, 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 no. It's not even that you? being able to tell because you can't tell. But I mean, in the sense of like, um, you can tell. The, the colonization runs so deep that like she mm. doesn't know where the Portuguese starts and ends and Angolan yeah. starts and it's like it's just so yeah. constructed because like yeah. both your parents are Portuguese and Angolan. And, yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. See, I, I as soon as I heard you talk, I was like, hmm, Mozambique or Angola. Ah. That's why I thought. Yeah. Was, and yeah. that's obviously because I just got back from from Portugal. Porto. I was in Porto. Oh, okay. Uh, well, That's we, nice. We backpacked across Portugal. So I saw Lira, Porto. Um, I saw like, um, I went to, uh, I, I observed the Camino de Fatima. Mm. Oh, did you go? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I was observing. It's, yeah. It's going to be out next year, next year Easter. Oh, that's okay. really cool. So yeah, I went there and uh, I ate bacalhau every day. <laughs> really? Even I don't eat bacalhau every day. All, all, all I can say what is, is bacalhau. Oh, cold. I'm never cold. eating oh, that cold. again. Cold. I'm never eating that again. Honestly, like, even I'm not, like, a seafood person. But, but like I was saying, like, my auntie, because he's the darkest in the family, mm. she, and even, like, it's always, like, you need to know you're different and you need to, like, be prepared. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like, in a sense, like, she kind of, like, puts him, like, separates him from everyone else. Which I get where she's coming from, but, but like, how do you balance? Like, yeah. how do you do it? Because like, I feel like with Manti, she goes too far, and like, and in a way, without trying, like, you're separating him from everyone else. Yeah, let him enjoy his childhood. So like, with, with my kids, man, like, they still have friends from every walk of life. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they've got aunties and uncles and mamos and chachas and all of that, yeah. all of that. They they enjoy it, you know. I let, the, but I just. We, we we make them read books like or we'll read them bedtime stories mm-hmm. about our people's history. I talk yeah. to them about, you know, and I tell them, look, there's some people, not all, but there are some people out there that will treat you badly because you look different, mm-hmm. and you have to remember that the problem isn't you, no. it's them. And like mm-hmm. I compare my, I have whether it's positive affirmations. I'm black. I'm beautiful. I'm smart. One day I'm gonna be someone. Mm-hmm. Every morning, from as soon as she was able to kind of talk. We're teaching her that, making her watch films yeah. where the the protagonist looks like her, yeah. giving mm-hmm. her books, dolls, things like that, where the looks like them. And also, uh, unfortunately, even teaching my kids to defend themselves from earlier. Yeah. You know, like um, I, I mentioned. Especially being a girl. Yeah, and it's already come in. So, like I mentioned yeah. um, off camera, my daughter uh, currently competes in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and judo, and trains in kickboxing. I've been teaching her to defend herself since she could walk, right? And people are always oh, in that too much. But look, nope. um, before school, she's seven. Two ten-year-old boys, both Arab, um, tried to bully her at school mm-hmm. um, before the midterm break. You know, and ten and seven, like for kids, that's a huge. Yep. 
You know, yeah. that's a huge gap. Like, if mm-hmm. I didn't teach it to defend itself, what would have happened to it? Yeah. And I yeah. 100% believe in that. Believe in you teaching your kids how to defend yourself yeah. at a young age. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Absolutely. luckily, you know, I've spent a lot of time ensuring that no one's going to be able to bully my kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, those two boys, uh, they found out. Yeah. That's and, real. <laughs> yeah, they found out. They found out. But, like, it's important. Like, if you. Because yeah. I, I hear stories of people who have kids. Like you've got black kids and then you move to a really white area and put them in a really white school and just not prepare them yeah. mentally and physically for what's to come. That's dumb, bro. Yeah. yeah. And then when these kids grow up with mental problems from being bullied or, you know, you've got kids taking their own lives because parents like parents don't think about children um, like they're creating people. Mm-hmm. Or they're building people. Yep. You think about children as accessories. The babies, That's yeah. So you know, so for me, know. there's a. Yeah, it's not. I think it's more protecting them. Yeah, they're babies. Protecting them by putting them in a wh- all white school in an all white neighborhood and not telling them that racism exists. Yeah, you're right, but I don't know. I, I, th- I think um, in in their heads, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't talk about it, it's not real. It's not real. Yeah, I tried that with it's my gas. Yeah, bro. didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> that electricity bill. <laughs> yeah, it's not real. Doesn't, it's not real. <laughs> this darkness is if, just a manifestation. If I, of if I don't see it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I do think it comes. It's stupid, but it comes from one meaningful place. Yeah, right? I think it comes. I think from to a point. Nice, because uh, yeah, and nice, yeah. naive. Yeah. See, and and that's why we don't do nice out here, man. We don't do that. <laughs> like, that is like, true. It's the same word. It's the same, same yeah, thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Now nah, that's actually crazy. But you think that's about it. But now nah, I think I think um it's important to teach your kids to defend themselves. Yep. I agree with hundred percent. I think it's verbally, like, mentally, physically. But also I think spiritual. I think it's beautiful also the fact that like your kids have two big, beautiful cultures. Yeah. yeah. Pakistani culture yeah. and Nigerian culture or Absolutely. Brit. How do you manage big that? Big cultures. <laughs> You know, just how do you, not your kids, how do you manage just, that? Because you just do. Like, I, I'm always around other cultures anyway, man. Yeah. You gotta make sure they're more Nigerian than they are Pakistani. That's what you're doing, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bring them to the wild side. I mean, you know, it's just the thing is, I think the world is just so amazing that, mm-hmm. you know, as much as I love what God created me as, yes. it yeah. would be a shame to only experience that. So, like, yeah, it's true. you know, even my man that I came with in today, you know, like, hey, I'm not righteous, my friend's Bengali. So, <laughs> um, even my guy I came with today, like, we were talking about where to eat afterwards and we're thinking about where to, like, you know, I like other cultures. I like mm-hmm. other yeah, languages. Yeah. I like other histories. I enjoy it. No, absolutely. You yeah. know, the world's a beautiful place when you open your eyes and, and you don't just stick to one thing look after yourself but respect other people and enjoy Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day our cultures are all just mixtures of other cultures anyway like thousand years ago you don't know what your ancestors were speaking it was might have been something else so you know just enjoy um enjoy people and respect them and protect yourself is is the way i look at things um unfortunately you know the times we live in the way politics and that work you know you have to have a tribe Mm-hmm. have to have yeah you know, and you have to be aware that there are people out there who don't think like you i'm not someone that thinks the best of people as soon as i meet them i don't mm-hmm. i'm always prepared for the worst because i've seen yeah absolutely. the yeah the similar but i think yeah. like, i feel like i feel like my experiences have made me that i wasn't like that before mm-hmm. i think i expected the best of people and i got disappointed and so many times that i started to expect the worst yeah. I think that's the reality. Like it's just yeah. that how that experience shifted 
because of like my my reality, I guess, changed. And like, because and, and, and that's the thing though, like when we go through life and we learn more about ourselves and we learn more about, especially when you're thrown into these environments that like, you you know, you, you, you think you know like where you're going in your life and, and your trajectories and, and subhanAllah, like God opens a door for you and, and you're now you're doing something that you didn't even imagine was within your realm of reality, right? Mm. And and now all of like all these other compounding things, you're gonna you're gonna be in a vulnerable place, right? Because you're discovering your own yourself and like what you can do and, and actually even question yourself sometimes being like, Can I be doing this? Should I be doing this? Like we have imposter syndrome the entire way, by the yeah, way. So yeah. like I don't, have I don't think big time. I, w- I, f- I feel like I feel like everyone does, and I'd be surprised if you said you didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have severe imposter syndrome. It's still, I mean, a few weeks ago I was with a, a member of flipping the the old boy boy band boy zone. Uh. Last night I was with one of the Spice Girls. Um, you know, like, uh, and it's like, is this for real? <laughs> you know, <laughs> doing the most random stuff and like, you know, a lot of opportunities that are yeah. coming up as it well is. and. And I just think, you know, because, like, again, to give you some background, I mentioned earlier that I've fallen. Like, you know, like, it's not that long ago that I was sitting by myself in a cell, you know, um, with nobody visiting mm-hmm. and nobody writing. Yeah. Like, and I wasn't, like, I was in a high-risk section of prison mm-hmm. because of, you know, some stuff that I did because I had to because mm-hmm. I was in there by myself. And when you're in prison by yourself, people think that they can you know, they can test you. So I had to, mm. and because of that, I got isolated even more. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember, like, people who I thought were my friends wouldn't visit. I'm calling people. They're not answering their phones. I'm yeah. sending, you, you have a thing called a VO, yeah. visiting order, and you, you fill it out, and you send it out, and you wait to see if people come. And I'm sending these out, and people that I used to look out for yeah. are coming to, see, come to see you. You know, uh, and, you know, your inside and everyone else's life is moving ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, there's new new songs coming out. There's new phones coming out. There's new all kinds of new stuff, video, everything that you like coming out. You can't experience it. You know, I can still remember coming out of prison and flipping, <laughs> being scared to cross the road because I hadn't been in daylight. Yeah, for so But long. the best part, of, the only time I saw daylight was when we were walking to go pray yeah. mm-hmm. in the little basketball court that they turn into the mosque on Fridays yeah. and like on the way to the education wing. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we'll co- like we'll go out for association, we'll go for a break, and everybody. I remember people used to walk around right like cows, it's as if they're circling the Kaaba, right on the in the in the yard, and they had like a little fence thing up so that because heli- apparently someone escaped prison years ago mm. via helicopter. So because of that, they have so weird. <laughs> like, what kind Extra. of Al Capone did they have? <laughs> like, 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 nigga, if, if you had a helicopter, how did you get caught in the first place? <laughs> so like, yeah, so like we, the amount of sun sunlight you saw in a day. So little. Yeah. So imagine coming out and you're hearing cars. and how long, were you, how long were you inside for? Roughly just, just under two years. Mm. Okay, to two years. I mean, which is, you know, I'm still great. Uh, I was looking at a much bigger sentence, but um, <laughs> evidence went missing. <laughs> <laughs> I love <Akbar>. um, <laughs> <laughs> The way you said it. Don't kill me. Don't actually kill me. Evidence went missing. I was very fortunate. 
God was definitely with you. Yeah, yeah he, he, he definitely was. <laughs> Won't he do it? Won't he do it? So you know, I I remember I mean, two like, years. Two years what you needed though. That was that was it. I mean, it would have been nice. If you, I le- I learned my lesson after the first six months. <laughs> no, but like you know, so while you're in there. Yeah. It's the most dehumanizing thing, you know. Yeah. Imagine someone telling you as a big man or big woman when to come out of your room. Yeah. When mm. to go to sleep, when to So, you know, that sort of situation. That's why I say cuz I've been in such a low point. Yeah. You understand? You know, I don't take anything seriously now. I was going to ask you that, you know. I was going to ask you like does that cuz you're growing like you're becoming bigger, you're getting you know, into Are you places. Are you shaming me? Am I what? <laughs> you fat shaming him. No, 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 no. She no, absolutely no. is. Body puff. <laughs> no, but I'm I wondering. am beautiful <laughs> in every single way. Words would bring me down. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know about it. You know, bring I, me down. I guess now why you're a comedian and not a singer because <laughs> <laughs> oh, it wouldn't work. It are definitely you wouldn't. shaming me now? It wouldn't work. It would, I it identify wouldn't. as an amazing singer. It, it wouldn't. You that's your problem right there. No, no, no. You self-identify <laughs> as an amazing singer. Right? That's your problem right there. Do you think like that prepared you, like, you know, being in the position that you were in prison, do you think that prepared you f- to become... To not allow certain things, for you not to take certain things serious. To be honest, like e- even before that, like my like my life's been pretty hectic. Yeah. Like I've had some amazing stuff and, yeah. and privilege in some ways, not denying that. But then, you know, there's, there's a lot of you know I went through a lot of mad stuff growing up. So it, for me, life has never been a straightforward journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing about me is straightforward. I'm a, a doctor's son from a middle-class Nigerian family that ended up on a council estate doing all sorts of crud. That's true, that actually. Went your, to yeah, your, father, your father's a doctor. So. Yeah. So, I mean, you know the amount of shame as well. Like, you know, you're the one person yeah. in your whole family that went road and went prison and yeah. then came out. Then in a week, I was at uni. A week after coming out of prison, I was at uni. Like, and... You know, and then at the same time, I was thinking, oh, should I, like, try and become a, a, a daddy? Let me start studying my religion so, like, I can go out and preach mm-hmm. and stuff. And I was like, so it got to one point where it was mad, right? There was a point in my life where I was on channel, a.k.a. You might be too young to remember that channel. Um, you're going to pretend you're too young to remember <laughs> that channel. We're <laughs> the same age. She looks like a five-year-old. Ah, she's actually really older that? than me. I know, but just any uh, any chance to roast you. But um, <laughs> no, like, I, I remember like it was like, I will hand out. Um, f- I was on channel AKA doing like a yeah, TV yeah. show. I do remember where that. I used to, <laughs> I used to like interview rappers and make them look stupid. It wasn't a hard job, and <laughs> and then while I'm doing that, I'm out in Croydon handing out leaflets about Islam, mm. and that. Uh, they had to say that, brother, we like having you because you attract a crowd. Yeah. You from Channel AKA. Uh, yeah, it was mad. Like, you know, I've been in all these weird situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. You know. And, and, so you had so, no choice but to be flexible. Yeah. So, like, I, I look at life like, I just see life like a video game. Like, I don't know what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. I don't know mm-hmm. what's going to, like, I don't take... Like, I think life is too serious to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't get caught up in any one moment. I never had that. Yeah. Life is too serious to be taken seriously. Yeah, life is too serious to be taken seriously. It's so quick moving. Like, mm-hmm. most people, if you talk to them, they had no idea they'd be doing what they're doing. Yeah. Like, 
Oddly enough, my oldest or earliest memory was me watching stand-up comedy. Of what? Who? So we had a VHS. Did you know what a VHS Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> He's really out here, like, He's really out here testing us. <laughs> and there was like a, co- a compilation of different comedians on it. There was Rowan Atkinson okay. doing like a bunch of voices. Yeah. You know, you had like... Uh, People only know him as Mr. Bean, but he had like a one-hour show yeah. where he was standing on stage and he had this one where he was playing like an Indian restaurant. What do you want? You want a bowl full of shit? Sorry, but it feels like you are already full of shit. Right? And then he had That's another one where he was playing like the I've devil. I've never seen Robert Atkinson do yeah. stand-up. Yeah, he's brilliant. Then he had a next one where he was like playing the devil and he was telling different people where in hell they should go. <laughs> and it was so bad. He was like, okay... Christians over there, sorry, the Jews were right. And, I, <laughs> <laughs> and then insane. we had Richard Pryor, Dave, yes. um, not Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Um, you know, we had that all on VHS and Chris okay. Rock. So I remember watching this stuff and thinking, wow, these guys are amazing. Yeah. I wish I could do I didn't even know what stand up was. I was so yeah, little. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, in Nigeria, you can't tell anybody you want to be a comic. <laughs> That, your, yeah. your choices are doctor, lawyer, what did you engineer. Want to engineer. Like well, at that age, like what did you, uh, what did you think you were gonna be? I didn't know. I, I, I just wanted to do what those guys were doing, but because yeah. I knew it, at the time in Nigeria it wasn't possible. It wasn't yeah. like now that stand up is kind of available, but I even know. then, very difficult to mm-hmm. get into. So. I just said doctor because my dad was a doctor. Just that's you know we've got seventeen doctors or um, maybe more on my father's side of the family mm-hmm. alone. So it was kind of like, that's what was pre-written for yeah, you. Yeah, that was, pre- yeah, okay, I'm just going to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And then, like, my dad came home one day um, after a patient had died. And I saw how much it got to him, and I thought, shit, I don't want to do that. I'm always yeah. screwing up. What, what if I make a mistake and kill somebody? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what, I'll be a psychologist. Because <laughs> they can still call me doctor, but you don't kill anyone as a psychologist. <laughs> There's no way to prove that you're not doing a good job. You can just tell 100%. any kind of bullshit and they listen. So, <laughs> is it true? Like, yeah, I mean, look at TikTok now. Everybody's diagnosing themselves. <laughs> as, yeah, I mean, do you know how annoying it is for me? It's actually a problem that. Yeah. I got diagnosed with ADHD at the age of six before it was cool, before you got support. When you used to get made fun of and called yeah. retarded and all that kind of stuff, that's when I got diagnosed. There was no support. And now you've got all these flipping white middle class yuppies on TikTok. Oh my God, <laughs> I haven't paid my taxes. I've got ADHD. Oh my God. I <laughs> you, just know even, nervous, you know what's even wor- you know what's even worse yet? It's the fact that like everyone's like everyone's got ADHD. Everyone's on the spectrum. Yeah. And it's like actually like playing down the experiences of like people who genuinely know, who genuinely do have neurodivergent. Like, it's, yeah, what I'm saying. It's just like it's like a it's a whole <laughs> pandemic. And I'm sick on of social all this media right spectrum right. stuff. Like Oh, everyone we're, has we're ADHD. All on the spectrum. Everyone is gay. Nah, nah. There's no spectrum. There's a spectrum. We're all on the spectrum. No, no. Now you did spectrum. Me, I know the any spectrum. <laughs> Me, I know the any spectrum. <laughs> no ultraviolet. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's like everybody. Everyone's a winner. Like I go for my daughter's judo competition. Ah. They're giving bronze to all the kids that lost. It's it's the second part that counts. Hey, hey. You're <laughs> I'm doing it to build their character. You suck. <laughs> you need to build their character. You got your ass kicked. <laughs> You're shit, bro. I love that. How 
how are you going? Do you know to me that's even worse? Character building. Imagine they beat you, then on top they gave you a medal. Isn't it better to go home with yeah. nothing? How are you going to beat me up, then give me a medal to say, well done. You took, you took your licks like a chap. <laughs> Hold your chin up. <laughs> You're the best loser here. Now, but that's exactly what it was, isn't it? That's exactly what they, what they would do. We would do to kids who were like, don't worry, it's a taking part that counts. Da, da, da. Don't nah, you lost and accept that you lost. And they lost. Yeah, it's so We know you learn, you know? Mm -hmm. We know you learn, but this whole thing of everyone's a winner, no. Everyone should be getting a medal because, yeah. Yes, I, I agree with that. I tell my daughter, look, I don't care whether you win or lose. Go out there and try your best. Yeah. yeah. But if they give you one of those bronzes, just Take know it. that it's rubbish. Like, we're not going to... Walk away. <laughs> Don't take it. Just like, it's accept it just out of sportsmanship. But <laughs> when we go home, that's just going in the bin. <laughs> you know? What? You, th you throw your... You throw She's her never taken bronze. I mean, okay. Mashallah. The worst medal my daughter has is silver. But the thing is, even if she got even if she got a bronze... If she her, came third and got bronze, fine. But the bronze, they give you... Say there's seven kids in a tournament, right? <laughs> the first three, they have gold, oh, silver, bronze. Okay. Then they have first bronze, which is the person that actually earned the bronze. Yeah. Second bronze, third bronze. Oh, for, you, uh, uh, everyone. Which third bronze? <laughs> ah, no, no. How can you be the <laughs> third? So that means even in losing. Come on. <laughs> you lose. That's, that's worse than... It's just let, let there be first, second, third. Let, look, <laughs> I did go home. I did bring, even I did in losing, losing. I did bring Scott Talent, right? Yeah. I was 0.02% away from coming third. I didn't come third. They didn't give me anything. <laughs> okay, am I still not? I'm alive. I'm, I'm thriving. Yeah, I'm good. yeah, you are. If they if they give me like a runner up, also, come on. The the runner up to the runner. How do you justify melting metal to give to the child that lost everything? Why is he wearing a medal? <laughs> what are you teaching this child? What are you? Yeah. You know, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And you know, like this, this. I, I Oh, no. There's one kid at my daughter's judo that, 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 that doesn't get on. Like, you know, the boys always try extra hard yeah. whenever yeah. they're matched up with my daughter because they don't want to lose to a girl. Uh oh. And they still fight. <laughs> but, like, this kid is, like, you know, really aggressive, hyper competitive. Yes. And the boy took second bros. Oh. <laughs> Which means that out of um, five kids, so he, he yeah, he lost. To the guy that got the legitimate bronze. Yeah. So he's not even a the bronze. First loss yeah, the first lost is the second. <laughs> when, when he was at the podium taking his bronze, I was like this. Real sportsmanship. You cannot have a petty fathery. Real Listen, sportsmanship. Okay, how old you are? Okay, how old you are? You need to. You need to. Hold. You, you know that guy might grow up to be a monster. He might grow up to be like a world champion That's because true. of. Yeah, yeah. Push, push, you, you and then, and then, <laughs> look at him, look at him framing himself as an inspiration to this child. He's like, I remember that <laughs> guy. <laughs> that Bill told me I couldn't do it. Like he did. This <laughs> so I showed him I could do it. <laughs> I'm motivated by people who don't like me. True. I'm motivated by people mm -hmm. who hate. Uh, it makes yeah. me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. There's a Nigerian yeah. um, politician right now who's <laughs> he's even made a song, mm. right? That says. <laughs> I mean, it's in broken English, so I'll, I'll say it first, I'll translate yeah. it. But it's like, he comes out for this meeting, right? And he's talking about all these other politicians that hate him. I said, he, 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 I think his state beat their state economically. Okay. So he came out and said, 
as it, when they sweet us, they pain them. When they pain them, they sweet us. Then from nowhere, a band comes, they start playing music. As they sweet us, you go, they pain them. As they pain them, you go, they sweet us. It's now become a it's, song. It's, it's basically the anthem. They sing it at every single <laughs> rally. <laughs> and it's true. I like, I'm not. I'll be honest with you, in any sport, anything, mm-hmm. I believe it's good to taunt your opponent. Yeah, 100%. It's good. I want to, I want to make it hurt because, mm-hmm. one, it's a skill, yeah. taunting the enemy, and two, it's motivation. <laughs> it's, listen, when I used to play basketball many, many years ago, I was a good player and I was a brilliant trash talker. Trash talk is very important. Uh, Muhammad Ali. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't believe, don't be humble. Yeah. Be humble when the competition is over. Yeah. Yeah. Be humble, shake hands. There's places to be humble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't need but don't talk really trash need. in the lead up. Nah, talk yeah. trash. It's, it's like I don't agree. There's no need for that. No, no. There's no need to it, trash it, talk. Yeah, I've seen you like, trash talking before. She ah. does. Do you know what? It, it's yes. like when you say when you're growing up with your siblings, like yeah. you need to like you need to learn. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, to, get to be able to defend yourself, like, bro, get roasted. Tra- yeah, one hundred percent. I get it. There's there's levels of trash talk, but you're right. You, you do need to defend yourself. It's important. But it's like hockey, man. I'm not gonna be like, you know what? It's a lie. <laughs> I know. She just tried to be. You know, I'm thinking about. Thinking about. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna lie to you. Because you know what is it? It's that thing of like when, because like, like during like elections, right? When I'm gonna up against somebody, right? And they've like thrown everything at me. Like they're playing dirty. I'm talking like thrown all this like things, made things up. I remember everything at me, right? And then even all of that, I got elected like with a majority landslide. Do you know what I mean? So, of course, you're going to be like, you tried it, bitch. <laughs> you didn't get exactly. anywhere. Exactly. Better luck next time. Do you know what I mean? So, of course, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to taunt them because they, they tried to destroy me. Yeah, right? exactly. When it, when it comes to dealing with your enemies, yeah. you have to, like, obviously, there's mercy. I'm not saying burn down villages and stuff. I mean, what? I haven't burnt a village down in a long yeah. time. <laughs> and that was the one time. And it was, anyway. No, well, when people have been merciless in the way yeah. they deal with you, Right. You know, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's okay to gloat a little yeah. bit when you Yeah, 100%. Want, you know? No, yeah. of course. Of course. I believe that. We gloat, we gloat. No, we gloat. I definitely learned something from you today. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, this... It's, it makes me feel like it's okay. You know, he made me feel Absolutely. like it's okay. <laughs> because I feel like we're, we're, that, like we're at that stage, like... In, it's going to be know, like hating 101. Oh, in the bill. No, it's not hating. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> everyone is afraid... To yeah. be themselves. Yeah, to be themselves and to say, yeah. like, you know what? You suck. As yes. simple as that, you suck. Yes, you And it's okay for you If to you're suck. watching this now, I want you to know that you suck. You suck. Oh, shit. But you can be better. Shit. Some of no, you can't. No, no, Some of you can't. Some you of you suck. are fifth bronze. 100%. <laughs> Just accept it. This is a good place. But not all special. Fifth. No, but uh, it's the truth. No, but let me tell you this, yeah. When you were sat in that cell, you were fifth bronze, bro. Yeah, I was. Yeah, 100%. And he yeah, fixed yeah, it. He, he came that. up. I took it. He, yeah. he fixed that. Like, there you go. He didn't take the bronze, but he understands that he was done. Yeah, yeah. And he worked his way up. Embrace yeah. the suck. Because Embrace I feel like it. It, it keeps you maintained like a certain level of yeah. like reality. Yeah, yeah this, you're right. This, every child gets a winner, no child left behind. Yeah. In Nigeria, school is competitive. Yeah. You yeah. fail a class, you repeat the class. Mm-hmm. You know what's wild? Like my mom always used to tell me, and I saw it when I went to Somalia, it's like when a kid, when like the exams are posted on a wall, yep, everyone's results, like yeah. exactly oh, the yeah. grade they got yeah. is yeah. on a wall. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows what you got. Yeah, and the girl is like, so that. if you failed, the, the entire school knows you failed. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's yeah. mad. Yeah. yeah. It's how it should be. Do you think? Yeah. Ah. 
We don't need soft people in this world. Uh -huh. no. <laughs> but don't you think that creates soft people though? Because no. I feel like because people will start hiding, they'll mm. start like, you know, hiding the truth. Yeah. Because they don't want they don't want you to see it. I don't even because I don't even I, think that. I, I think I think I'm jealous that you got higher than me and like you saw it like you're gonna start hiding. Like you won't see you, or you can see become, me no more. You know what I think? If you're gonna do that, then provide avenues for kids who aren't academic. Exactly. You know, there should yeah. be opportunities yeah. in every sphere. Like yeah. I think this is gonna this is gonna sound strong. The Russians got it right. Uh, mm -hmm. How? You can't be saying nice things about the Russian right now. Oh, I hate when you say that. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not correct. No, I think the Russians got it right because they had different things you could major in. You could go mm -hmm. into sport, military, academics, science, yeah. whatnot. They, they, yeah. you know, you can be the a master of sport in Russia, mm -hmm. and that that is your qualification. Yeah. And that could be any sport. It could be chess. It could be judo. It could be boxing could be so anything yeah. you're a master of sport or you could go into the sciences or yeah. you could they, they provided opportunities and the state funded everything there was no yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's why if you notice now even former soviet countries have you noticed how they're just efficient at everything yeah, yeah like yeah the countries are corrupt and whatnot but like for example you if you are um if you work somewhere and there's doctors coming in from Russia, and my father is a doctor who trained in Russia, so you know my I speak. My dad was a pilot that trained in Russia. Exactly. So you see what I mean. Mm -hmm. You have to be good at what you do. Yeah. There's, yeah. you know, if you choose to do this, yeah, it's free, but you have to. Same thing with like the way China does things. Yeah, it's state funded. It's free, mm -hmm. but you better be good. Yeah. Or we're gonna put you somewhere else. We're gonna put you to use. Mm -hmm. Right now, that you know, in this. Um, part of the world where we live where everything is about consumption yeah. and what can everyone do for me I was like oh my god that's not right okay you have the right to just sit down at home and do nothing and tweet stuff at celebrities no. oh, I agree no make yourself oh useful. you agree make yourself useful it's big big 2022 yeah. if you want to make a career tweeting at celebrities yeah. you do that love yeah absolutely and you do that well See how that goes. You do that well. See, see how that goes. Nah, because those are those are legit careers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I feel like education, like the thing is, the route to success isn't the conventional like one way street no. is anymore, no. is it? Yeah. I, I think right now the matrix is broken. Yeah. The, the grand reset it's, is coming, but before that, the grand reset is coming. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. But I feel like the matrix has been broken for a minute. Yeah. It's been broken for a minute. The cracks are becoming bigger. Do you watch Stranger Things? I do. Yeah. So the portal is becoming. Bigger. <laughs> Uh, about to merge with the upside down. One hundred percent, and like, but I think I think we're in a place now, as a, as a, as a, as a younger generation, like where we're embracing it though. We're embracing that change, and like it's yeah. okay to see work as different. Like I'm not gonna lie to you, like this whole concept of like oh four day working weeks, these kids are soft, they don't want to work hard. Nah, four day working week makes sense to me. Yeah, in some yeah. countries with better co economies than ours, yeah, have four day working, working weeks. weeks. Exactly, yeah. it's know. like. It's just the whole concept of like generations don't want to work anymore. Mm -hmm. They don't. They're not. Kids are not motivated the same way. Kids are. Like you know soft. where this. That's mm. where that's coming from. It ain't soft. You know where's that coming from? Okay, boomer. <laughs> You're the boomer. We're the same age. Uh, <laughs> are we? Are we? Are we I'm really? I'm Nigerian. My age. Uh, changes <laughs> depending on depending my who you're speaking so. with. Yes, yeah. I thought so. <laughs> well, I mean, I understand. There is something to be said about. Yeah. Um, you know. Oh God. There is something to be said about current generation lacking certain things like th there is a lack of drive i would say like i'm someone who had to mentor a lot of young men 
But um, that lack of drive comes from that lack the of generation before. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's like before, and I, I speak. Oh God, I'm gonna sound like one of those red pill guys. Don't do I speak from the perspective of a man mm-hmm. who has had to mentor hundreds of young men. And now in society, we don't have a rite of passage. Um, there's no, like, my father's generation, like, when I speak to my father, uh-huh. when I speak to my uncles, they had things that drove them that, like, they were like, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to do. And I, now, with a lot of the young boys that I speak to, like, remember, that influencer is one in a million. Mm-hmm. One in a hundred thousand, right? We don't have things now where we have like you go to these old English towns. They had like a local football club that everyone supported, and so they had they had a job centered around that. They would go, they would work, they would look after the club, and then that club would probably be named the Miners or the 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 Moles because mm-hmm. they're a mining town and they all worked in that mine. They all they had a community built around the function and the, the job that they did, yeah. and it was something that they took pride in. Yes. Now, because of instant gratification from social media, which is great if for those of us who are monetizing it and mm-hmm. making a living out of it. I say those of us, I'm not doing it, but for those who do. But for the majority who are on there, yeah. it's a unrealistic um, life expectancy goal about how to make money. Like, you're seeing the highlights of different people's lives. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing the lowlights, right? Yeah. And that creates a lack of drive, particularly in men. The, the dopamine that we get from that stops us from going out and doing actual things. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing less and less. So that, like, look how you, when was the last time we, even things like our sports teams here in the UK, okay. yeah, generally are becoming shit because there's mm-hmm. less people getting up to yeah <laughs> it's not like if you look now it's the poorer countries that dominate yeah. there's a reason russia is dominating mma yeah. these are former soviet countries they there's still that thing of oh i need to do this for the collective do this for yeah. my town do this for my city there's that drive whereas now everybody wants to be the one person you know what i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna disagree with that because i think the reality is um like we live in a world where we have we're exposed to more things than ever before mm-hmm. right and therefore, like, the realms of opportunity is bigger. So actually, the reality is, is like, if I... It is, because... For who? Let me get there. Sorry. Let me, let me, let me land. Remember, remember Clubhouse? Let me land, let me land, let me land. Oh, God. <laughs> now, because the thing is, right, like, m- like say many years ago, like, they were my, my parents... Take my parents, for example, right? They were... They would be good at this, this, this. And then my parents would be like, you should think about these opportunities. These are the routes available to you, right? And they would go down those routes because they don't see anything else beyond that. Mm-hmm. But now, right, like growing up on the age of social media, my siblings are probably going to be worse than this and my, and my kids are going to be even worse. But it's like, I'm seeing like all these different people that, that look like me doing all these things that I didn't even imagine were possible to do, right? What I'm doing right now, I've never, I didn't even know it was a job. It was something that you could do. Do you know what I mean? So like, actually, because... I'm seeing more things. There is a, um, for me, like more opportunities because I'm, 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 my eyes are open to different things, right? But here's the difference, right? Where, where I agree with you on is the fact that like, when I see their successes, I've seen when they've made it. I'm not seeing the, I'm not seeing the climb to get in mm-hmm. there. I'm not seeing the struggle that they've had to put in, the time yeah. that they've had to put in, mm-hmm. the sacrifices they've had to make to get there. I'm seeing how they got there mm-hmm. and how great it looks, mm-hmm. right? And I'm looking at it being like, I, want that. I could be a bit of me. Mm-hmm. that could be me do you know what I mean yeah. and like 
and that's a false expectation that we 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 don't talk about the pain, the struggle, the the, the <laughs> L's. Do you know what I mean? To get there, but it does still play a very important part. Okay, but while all of that was happening, we didn't have any drivers for the vans, so they they piled up on the streets. So you know, all I'm saying is, while again, yeah. I understand. I mean, you have to be realistic, innit? Yeah, real, realistic is, you know, yeah, be an influencer, but we needed van drivers. There were, there were no van drivers. You know, realistic is there's nobody picking fruit on the mm -hmm. fields. Realistic is, you know, uh, there's a lot of people out now, again, this is going to make me sound red pill, but I, I swear I'm not. Yeah, we're, we're doing not red pill today. I, I'm more purple pill. When I invited Nabil onto this podcast, I do not think we'd be doing Yeah, <laughs> I'm more purple pill. No, so like what is is that there's less and less people going for certain jobs because they feel that the only jobs that are worth mm -hmm. are the ones that are glamorous that require very yeah. little work. No, you're Whereas right. my father's generation, they didn't judge the job. They, they thought about the function. What needs to be done. Yeah, what needs to be done and looking after their families. And yeah, now, because we live in an age of consumerism where the consumer is the most important, the yeah. person with yeah. the most ability to consume is the most important. So like, I'm not saying don't do these things. What I'm saying is there is still honor in doing a regular job yeah. well, 100%. And, mm -hmm. 100%. And, and making um, you know, a regular amount of money and, and living a normal life. There's nothing wrong can, with that. You know, and I'm sure right. there's many people who wish that they had someone in their life that just did that yeah. mm -hmm. um you know and even and on was your content with that as well yeah and content with that and i'm not gonna lie to you like i we have friends that are like that right and i sometimes think to myself like don't you want more don't you want to do what, what, what color is your bugatti what color is your bugatti sorry don't you want to do on a lamborghini don't you want to don't you want to become rich yeah i don't mean and i'll be honest i don't mean more in like in money but i just mean in terms of like don't you want to move from your career but like actually they're just content yeah and like finding that level of contentment is Exactly. We need those people that are doing the scaffolding. Uh, we we need those people that are drilling. We need those people that are fishing. Yeah. We need those people. Yeah. So, you know, without them, there can't be someone like me 100%. doing what I do. And I, I have the utmost respect mm -hmm. for the working class, blue collar, to the, you know, data entry guy. Those people keep this machine moving Maybe. so we can do what we do. All this equipment was made yeah, by people absolutely. that do yeah. the boring stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And that is how Nabil keeps the relationship going. Keep it real. I loved it. Now, actually, I'm actually glad like you came on, bro, because... I know. It's been a really good conversation. It has and been. I, and, I, and I wish we could keep you on for like another couple of more hours. Yep. Oh. But man's oh, a busy man, though, stuff. <laughs> I know. Charging by the minute. It's not me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Knock you on the head. He's not a cheap Red fucking hell. <laughs> oi, oi. <laughs> but no, nah, no, nah, honestly, bro, first of all, thank you for, for supporting me when I reached out to you. Like, didn't even hesitate. Always. Oh, like, honestly, love, love, love that. And um, can't wait to see you grow and, like, continue on. Um, and hopefully we'll get you back on the podcast. Yeah. Anytime, anytime. Soon. And it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you, man. Thank you. Well, uh, that wraps up. Yes. Our first guest. Um, and yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. But again, like we always say, please tell us what you thought, what you disagreed with. If, if, if there's things that were said that you strongly disagree with, I want to hear Which it. Which I'm sure there well. will be haters. I mean, absolutely. Hey, you know what I mean? But Don't vegans be afraid, are haters. idiots. <laughs> vegans are idiots, man. It's not natural. And broccoli is a man made vegetable, it's not good for you. There you go.
there you have it there you have it so that he's giving you things to definitely disagree with um but come at us um gender but- roles are good <laughs> until next time until next time maybe not <laughs> take care